Hello, I am Amanda Wacker. Hola, I am Lenise Castro. Sawadika, I'm Asama Lakepool. And we are the Triplicates. Welcome to our podcast. We are three first-generation women of color currently in our first year of our PhD at the University of California, San Diego. talking about today i think we should talk about our experience so far we are almost at the end of the first quarter of our phd first year kind of a big milestone did not expect to be here i think (laughs) kind of wild um so we can start from the beginning we started should we start with boot camp Uh, yeah i don't know that's like not I don't know. Is that normal for every grad school? I don't know. <laughs> that, I mean, we start just with that. Like, yeah. explain a little bit. Yeah, Because technically, we earn credits from boot camp. So that's, yeah. like, part of our curriculum. Mm. Oh, we do? Mm-hmm. I forgot about that But it's one. before the first quarter actually starts, right? I know, but it's, like, included in our and it's first required. quarter credits. Yeah. It's, like, two credits. I'm not sure how that works. Like, are know. we... Did we start in the summer, technically? Yeah. <gasps> mm-hmm. Wow, is this our second quarter then? <laughs> I I guess technically. Wow. So we did a boot camp. So is that it's not like military boot camp. No, <laughs> it is not. Um everything was on Zoom. Yes. As Five is, hours of Zoom every yeah. day. It was a lot. It was mm-hmm. a lot of zoom in. Yeah. So it's basically um for those that don't know what a science boot camp would be, it's kind of just taking a dive into science and just yeah. shifting your brain to like start thinking about scientific research again and after a long break maybe people are just got out of school and so they haven't really thought about science or they're coming from a non-academic lab and they're coming back into this scientific research at a university type thing um and so boot camp supposed to serve as like you getting used to that before you start yeah. your rotations and stuff um, in like normal a, classes. But on that. I feel like it was like a trial run or like it's like, you know, when you like join mm-hmm. a job and it's like, okay, you're going to like just train for the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it felt like. It's like, okay, you guys are going to read papers and practice presenting and listen to us talk about mm-hmm. things you guys should know already. But we're just we're not going to be too strict about it. Yeah. I think yeah. it was also I mean. We haven't gone in to like interact with our cohort that much due to the fact that we are living in a pandemic. Yep. Still here. Yep. <laughs> Surviving mm-hmm. and thriving. Are we? <laughs> well, some weeks. We yeah. Are. Some, weeks we some are. weeks are better than others. Well, um, we, I think it's week 10, not counting boot camp. And boot camp was four weeks. So we've been I thought, here. Are oh we my. week 10? I thought we were week nine. Obviously, I don't. Well, keep this will. Count. Oh, well, this will come out week 10 then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Boot camp is not all about like taking classes and being on Zoom. I think my favorite part, well, I had two favorite parts. One was when um, a professor came and taught us how to write grants. I thought that was really helpful. And I ended up working on um, a lot of grants um, this fall. And I thought that was a good way to sort of like introduce what that process is like because a lot of grad students and also um, later on in your academic career like you would have to do that um and my other favorite part was when we had to do or we got to do a micro rotation mm. yeah I forgot we did micro rotation right and in the lab that I personally would not even think about because I love bacteria and I love molecular biology and this lab that I got to rotate in was a worm lab. So I got to learn about C. elegans. C. elegans. Yeah. What were your micro rotations like? Um, so I also love bacteria like Asama. And that's <laughs> mostly what I did my work in. But the lab that I worked in for my micro rotation is actually in yeast. What? And we did study like uh, the division of ER, a.k.a. the endoplasmic reticulum. Wait, whose lab were you in? Mahoniwa's. Okay. Oh. So I'm currently rotating in a lab right next door. So I oh. see them here and there. Mm. Um, but it was good. It was it was short. 
Mm-hmm. It was three days. Yes. <laughs> so we didn't get much done. But it was the first time we were able to be on campus. It was also the first time I had touched a pipette in like eight months. <laughs> oh, It yeah. was nice. Yeah. That's real. I liked it. Um, I was in a butterfly lab. Oh, what? Yeah, it was. I don't think I would have. They do like vision and development of vision, visual mm-hmm. systems mm-hmm. and insects. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't think I would have. I don't know. I, I Like you guys said, I'm in bacteria, I guess, more. So I don't know if that would have, I would have been a little out of my element to be like, let me just go work in this butterfly lab. But it was really cool. We got to like inject eggs with CRISPR. What? And I was able to pin like a butterfly like they do in museums, which was really cool. Yeah. I was very scared of touching bugs. So we did that, you know. Do you get to take them home? I think he said we could take them home if we wanted, but like mm. I never went back to get mine. Oh, mm. Maybe I should have. But like, where would I put it? <laughs> I feel like that's a cute little decoration. Maybe. Somewhere. You can give them to me. Yeah, I would. That's like a very aesthetic Lenny's (laughs) vibe. I don't know. Dead insects on your wall? Stop. Okay, anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, my I liked that. But I also, I guess it was the first time that we were exposed to people in our cohort. Like, we could actually interact with them. Even though it was over Zoom slash Mm. my micro rotation, I did it with one other person. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I was able to get to know someone and finally, like, interact with humans again. Yeah. So it was nice to see people from, like, all kinds of different backgrounds. Like, both as people and, like, science-wise. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And see how they think and what we kind of bring to the table like offering different perspectives Mm -hmm. um and I think it the fact that we collaborated so much during our our micro rotation and boot camp speaks to like the greater um goal of like the division of biosciences like it's a very collaborative Mm -hmm. division so it's nice to kind of get that like just from the jump yeah I wasn't ready to be doing group projects in (laughs) I heard it never ends uh, Even when you become a professor. Yeah. Well, now that, now that you mentioned that, I guess that does make sense that you're always going to be like collaborating with people. But I was like, I wasn't, yeah. we did, I think, was it two group presentations? Yeah. At least two. Yeah. Amanda was in one of mine and I thought she was really cool. Oh. That was before we became friends. Yeah. I was like very shy. Can I, we- I still am very shy. <laughs> if you can't tell. <laughs> you're doing great. Thank you. Okay. So we did boot camp, we did micro rotations, and then. Quarter technically started October. Yes. 5th, I think. Mm-hmm. But our first rotation started maybe October 1st. Yeah. Yeah. So our rotations, how they work at UCSD, are six weeks in a lab. And we get to choose where we want to go. Um, it's kind of a short time frame of <laughs> trying to get into a lab from boot camp. They release the list of people yeah. that are accepting students. And then you're kind of just in a race with the other students trying to get into their first rotation. I remember being so stressed out because I wasn't sure if I should contact one person at a time and then move on. Or should I mm-hmm. email like six people at once? And funny story. Um, Linnies and I have very similar interests. <laughs> so we had our eye on the same lab. And then I emailed a little later. But then I ended up not booking that lab for my first one which is fine like I booked that lab later on oh but God. then I'm waiting for the shade <laughs> it's, coming. it's coming and then I was just going around the cohort like hey who's doing what and Lenny's is like oh ha, ha, this love <laughs> you're like oh um it's you it's a you it's fine <laughs> uh, but it's okay rotating with the dead in love soon yes. Yeah, we'll be there oh. at the same time. Yeah, and I get to be there with Amanda, so I don't know. Who's so who won? Actually, it's a summer. Excuse me. I will be across the way. We're gonna get nothing done. Don't say that. Stop. They listen to our oh, podcast. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, all of them. We will be working so hard. Very hard. Independently collaborating. We will. Yeah, yeah, but should we take a step back and explain exactly like what a rotation is, or like what a program having a rotation-based program means sure. I don't know should I explain okay I'll go yeah. um so yeah uh some places have what we call direct admit and some places have rotations and usually when you have a direct admit it means that you're applying to a specific lab at the university within whatever department or division um you're going to be in but rotations uh a rotation program 
like the one at UC San Diego, is where you kind of test the waters in a lab and you're able to work there for a set amount of weeks. Uh, Like Amanda said, here at UCSD, it's about six weeks. And you're able to get to know the people in the lab, get to know Mm -hmm. the science because you you get a project or you Mm -hmm. think of a project to do. It's like a vibe check, to be honest. (laughs) It really is a vibe check. (laughs) There's no better word for it. It's really just a vibe check. Because when you think about it, like at the university level, like any lab, I hope it's like scientifically rigorous Mm -hmm. enough that Mm -hmm. whatever research you do is impactful and it's important and it's cool. But the vibe check is really for you to see if this is something that you are personally interested in. Um, You can do this in the longer term. Or like seeing if um, this is like your people like in the lab and like how your working relationship, like friendship with the people are like. So I often got this advice at the beginning of my rotation that if you think the science is cool, like the lab down the hall, the science is also cool. Like every lab, the science is cool, but you should focus on finding your people. Mm -hmm. And that's also what's great about being in an umbrella program. Um, so an umbrella program just means you're not limited as to what science you do. I mean, there is know. a limitation. So like, <laughs> uh, that's true. I, you could go into a specific neuroscience program. Uh-huh. Mm. Like, I think there's a neuroscience program specifically there here. Is, yeah. But yeah. under the division of biological sciences, there's some labs that are in neuroscience that you can rotate in, but you can also rotate in things that are doing developmental biology or cell molecular stuff. So you're not limited in that. But if I wanted to go rotate in chemistry, I have mm. to wait until the mm. summer to do those rotations. Yeah, that's true. You kind of, if you're thinking you might not want to stay in the field that you've been in the rest of your academic career, you in an umbrella program, it gives you that freedom to kind of test the waters in like departments or fields mm-hmm. that you haven't been exposed to, which is something I really liked because Um, Like I previously said, I've been in bacteria slash bacteriology my whole academic career. Uh, But I kind of, I don't know, I want to do like a little immunology or virology stuff. I Mm -hmm. think that's kind of cool. Um, Yeah. So a lot of my rotations are including that. Um, And yeah, me and Asama have similar rotations. So her rotations (laughs) are also including that. I think Um, we also have two overlapping I have to oh, yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. And what I do like about the umbrella program is, I, like you were saying, switching. Like, I come from a mouse background. I've only ever done mouse work, really. Mm-hmm. So to come and be like, okay, actually, I don't want to do mouse work anymore. I want to switch to something else. Like, mm-hmm. to be able to test out, okay, which do I want to do yeast? Do I want to do cyanobacteria? Do I want to do fungi? Like, to be able to test that all out is nice. Mm-hmm. And not be, like, as stressed about, like, okay, am I picking the correct model system? Yeah. 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 And you learn so many new skills. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like I've picked up a lot of like skills and soft skills during rotations, even though we've only done two. Like it's just, I don't know. I've learned a lot. Especially soft skills during COVID. Oh, yes. It's hard. Yes. COVID is hard. Amanda has helped me improve my emailing. Oh, girl, I love an email. I love that she loves an email. Hear that, everyone? Triplicatespod at gmail.com. Okay, yes, plug us. (laughs) You can email us. But, like, I think the thing with emails is, like, I don't know, I like talking to people. And it's, like, the most direct way to talk to people. And you just can be like, hey, hope you're doing well. These are all the things that I need to be addressed Mm -hmm. within the next two to four days, maybe. (laughs) Um. And it's like, I don't know. It's I'm I'm good at emailing. I'm really bad at doing subject lines though. Like I would just oh, be like no. very, very blunt, like whatever. <laughs> like very just I don't know. I wish I had more finesse it's straight with to that the one. point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like that's the point of a subject yeah. headline, I guess. Although um during my time in industry, we were coached on how to email each other if we really need a response. So like sometimes in the subject line we're advised to say, please respond by blah blah blah. Oh in a bracket. And then say your subject line. Wow. Because if you're emailing someone who has a million emails, like that's how they can prioritize just based on glancing at their inbox. Maybe I should be doing that now. <laughs> I've never yeah. Yeah. heard anyone say that before. I've never thought of that. Mm-hmm. See, this is okay. So the thing is, me and Lanise <laughs> came straight out of undergrad. Yes. And Asama, how many years did you spend in industry? Three years consecutively, like after undergrad but I've interned in another biotech 
for like six months before. Wow. So wow. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in biotech and their soft skills are different. Like yeah. in many ways, people in academia would say that they're more cutthroat or more direct. But in other ways, I think they're just forced to be more efficient. Um, right. Just by that email example, because mm-hmm. if they don't see the subject line and they don't respond in time, then like, I don't know what else to tell you. I already told you when I need this. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe I will use that. Because I <laughs> recently I've been asking for letters of rec. Have they oh. not replied? Well, one of oh, I don't want to out people, but one of the PIs I asked for a letter of rec. It's not it's not out of character. It yeah. he, he requires many reminders, which is yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Busy person. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I should I should do that. At the the deadline of the the fellowship. (laughs) This is when I need this. Um, That'll get their attention. I've just learned to like, if he emails me, email him right back, right then and there. (laughs) Wow. um, To get a response kind of thing. Okay. uh, I feel like we diverged a little bit. (laughs) What were we talking about? (laughs) We were talking about rotations. Rotations. So we did, we said we mentioned two, we did two rotations. So we're in the middle of our second one. Mm -hmm. Do we want to talk about our first one a little bit? Do we, it was six weeks. Do we feel like we learned? something do we feel like we got what we were supposed to get out of it which was the vibe check for sure yeah I did yeah 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 I yeah. think I was very happy to rotate in the lab that I did which mm-hmm. was the Dutton lab mm-hmm. um I always thought the science was super cool they do they're the cheese lab here <laughs> at UCSD everyone knows them by that and that's because they study uh microbial communities and formation in cheese they were so welcoming. I felt like mm-hmm. just like warmly welcomed and I felt mm-hmm. like I could be myself um, and just chit chat to people whenever there was another person in lab with me because yeah. we were working under uh, restrictions due to It's a luxury COVID. these days to see another human it being. Really is. It in really the labs. is. Mm-hmm. What's nice though in lab we're, we're almost always in like or we are in full PPE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you're not like sitting on a desk and doing yeah. computer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Did you? Yeah, I think my first lab was a really great choice. I felt really welcomed and it was Mm -hmm. supportive. And the other graduate students were really trying to be super friendly to me, which I thought was good. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that was a good transition from going into grad school to being like, okay, I'm not sure what's going on. And then Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, I'm safe. Yeah. I'm comfortable yeah. I can yeah. do this and then that really helped me I think what about you Summer? yeah I think um like talking about the transition between like where you were mm-hmm. and your first uh rotation was something that I also saw like experienced during my rotation because um like I said before I worked in industry for three years before going into grad school so I did not want someone to like hold my hands and like micromanage and watch me pipette and doing all of that. So for my first rotation um, in a Doherty's lab, I thought that I was like my own project manager. Like if I needed something, I would just talk to the professor and then we would just like figure it out. I also liked how everyone had autonomy and were in charge of their own project. Um, So I thought that piece was really cool. So the vibe check for me were like everyone's independent and everyone's great at communicating and people are really nice. So I had a great time. That's interesting. I didn't know what the perspective would be coming in from industry, but like it makes sense that you would want to be like not left alone, but be like, mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I want you there. Like if I need you, I'll come yeah. to you. But like, let me try to do this by myself first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is something also I learned in industry is to try to give feedback, even though it's hard to tell your boss not to micromanage you. <laughs> um, but yeah, we learn and I always ask to sort of like set up dedicated meetings so like we can ask questions, we can talk about things. But when I'm in the lab, I want to try to do everything, um, figure it out on my own because that really helps me like concentrate, but also like try to solve problem on my own before like immediately like trying to find someone. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned um, like handholding because I remember coming in I was like, I know I can do science, but here's my hand. Please hold. <laughs> you know? Cover it. Like, you know when you're, like, teaching a kid on a tricycle, you're like, I'm here. I'm right here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my first rotation, I feel like I really kind of took the wheels and I was, due to the restrictions, I was in lab alone a lot um, mm. and did, like, a new type of experiment that I hadn't done before on my own. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we had some trips. We had some falls. But listen. <laughs> not physical ones. Not right? physical ones. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be clear. But kind of being thrown in the water and just do doing what I need to do and trusting mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Knowing that I can do it. It really just reinstilled the confidence into me that like Aww. I can do science. Like, of course I don't, you can. I don't know why I'd be doubting myself. But I shouldn't because I can do it. I mean you're um, here. You I got know. in. We're all here. Yeah. We all got in. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about uh, they like I was doing microscope mm-hmm. stuff by myself mm-hmm. and the first time they like did the training so I like was trained by someone from the core facilities mm-hmm. and the next time they're like uh, I'll help you set up and then you can go mm-hmm. and then like the third time I went I was having some sort of issue it like wouldn't recognize the thing no. I was like there for 30 minutes trying to figure everything out and then I finally sent the guy the email and I was like hey I've been trying to do this I did this 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 and that mm-hmm. and then like between me sending the email and me looking at it again and be like okay let's try this one thing one last time like I did it already but let's try it one more time and then when I did that, it worked. And I was like, okay, actually, I'm good. Yes. Like, we're, we're chilling. Yes. And after that, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I can do anything. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I can do anything. It just takes maybe 35 minutes. Yeah. And, <laughs> but you know what? You 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 make it work. Yeah. Definitely those few weeks. Those first few weeks of being in lab, I was like, I'm slow. It's yeah. going to take me a little while to get through these things. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I hadn't been in lab in so long. Mm-hmm. And it's my first time on said project, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it was a humbling, but also like oh. confidence boost experience that I had that first rotation. It's nice. And yeah. how do you feel in your second rotation? I like it. So actually, um, I sh- in this second rotation, I shifted into virology and Ooh. something new was I had never touched tissue culture or cell lines before. I'd only worked in bacteria. So what's was- tissue culture? Oh, oh, gosh. OK, so tissue culture. Oh, what I don't know if I can. Have- tissue? Oh, I guess like, <laughs> they call it tissue culture, but it's mostly working with cell, cell lines. Culture. Yeah, ah, cell culture. I see. Okay. I don't- yeah, I don't know. They always say TC, which is tissue mm. culture room. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I thought they I were saying it. the cell culture. Like we had, we said TC room too, but I thought they were saying <laughs> is it the, the cell? cell? I don't know. No, I think it's tissue of, culture. I think it's right? tissue culture See, this too. This is why I asked because, like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just people listening might not yeah. know. We didn't do tissue. We just did cells. So yeah, I yeah, just yeah. Was yeah like, oh, it must be the cell. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, like ATM machine. Like they say the machine twice. The M is for oh. the machine. Right. So Shots. I was like, maybe it's one of those things. <laughs> maybe. Anyways, nomenclature. Mm. Uh, but I was, I'm working with a cell line. So what it is, is kind of being a mom. I am a mother. <laughs> um, no drama. <laughs> no drama. Uh, maintaining This is cells. a TikTok reference <laughs> for all of you, not a Gen Z, like, like everyone uh, else. <laughs> so kind of like bacteria, um, human cells or mammalian cells are similar in that they need nutrients and different things in media so liquid culture to stay alive in bacteria what you would do is you would fat culture or what what was the word you used the other day Asama? subculture subculture what is subculture subculture is taking an aliquot and restarting like diluting the current bacteria what's an aliquot <laughs> <laughs> words yeah, it involves aliquoting, but I don't know why. That's just how I know. I'm just saying people like, try. Like, what is it? What is it? Don't, I didn't know what an aliquot was till I got into a research Fair. lab, and they're like, "Oh, just take an aliquot." And I was like, "How mm. much is that?" Mm. <laughs> it's really cute when I like use the word aliquot with like non biologists or even scientists. They would say aliquot, and <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, it's like aliquot, but it's like aliquot." Aliquot. Yeah. Anyways, because they're, they're thinking like allocate. Oh, yeah. Is that not the root? I don't know. You are asking me English terms, ma'am. Listeners, tell us. We know you have PhDs. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My English PhDs. (laughs) Bachelors, please educate us. No, but what is an aliquot, like, definition-wise for our listeners? Yeah, you have it over here defining cell culture. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I think, like, to me, aliquot is, like, when you take a subset, like, a smaller amount of something, and then you distribute it into something else or like you so allocate like just taking, yeah just yeah. taking a little portion that yeah. was a good definition and setting it aside mm-hmm. like this is for later yeah yes so with bacteria you do uh what she calls subculture i call back dilution either way similar things 
you're taking a subset of your liquid culture and putting it into new media so that your cells are happy and growing and have those nutrients to grow. You do something similar with mammalian cells in that you exchange an aliquot of them (laughs) into fresh media. Wait, pause. Okay. Why couldn't you just change the media? Because, so the media, what do you mean just change the media? Like, take out the liquid. You just take out the liquid and put new liquid liquid in. Why are we... You could do that. Moving them. Some people do that. <sighs> what? I guess you take it out. I don't know. Oh, maybe your cells just aren't adhering. Like the only time I've done cell culture, they were adherent cells. Mine are adhere. Just- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so why are you? Maybe they what? run out of room. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, we that, trips and I. Yeah, we. Yes. Okay, so that's another thing. You're right. Grow. Yes. Okay. <gasps> I um, something. <laughs> yes, you did. So um, yeah, these cells like to be at certain densities, which we also call. A percentage of confluency. Mm. Um, so we're splitting the you're splitting the cells because they you, need more room. They need more room. Okay. Um, so you're too big. Yeah. Too too much. Too much. Okay. That we don't sense. want them to die. We want them again. to social distance. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Okay. I hope I hope the microphone captured that. <laughs> Asama is so funny. He is. Okay, so that's what you're doing in your second rotation. Yep. Asama, what are you doing in your second rotation? Oh my gosh. So my second rotation. So for my first rotation, I um, worked in a host virus evolution lab. And I was looking at um, bacterial virus, which is um, really cool as well. But for my second one, um, I'm in an ecology behavior and evolution lab, EBE for short. And we're trying to set up a system that studies predator-prey relationship between these little, like, small zooplanktons um, in freshwater lakes and um, their microbiome and the type of diet or, like, algae that they eat. So it's at the very beginning of the project. So my work so far has been trying to culture um, these zooplanktons called rotifers. And coming from bacterial culturing background, I was just like bright eyed, bushy tailed. I was like, <laughs> I can do it. Turns out I haven't been able to do it, but I'm trying. That's okay. So that's another real thing about science is that not everyone get everything on the first try. But I'm really glad to have the type of mentorship and the type of support from my lab because they just look at it and say, okay, you're trying this, you're trying that. That's great. And like, I get it. If it doesn't work, like, we'll try again. So even though I'm not just like, you know, knocking it out of the park, like the first time around, I'm really glad to be able to like retry and think things through with my lab. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So go ecology. (laughs) What about you, Amanda? So I am working in a cyanobacteria lab, Mm -hmm. which is super cool. They're little green guys and they're responsible for the great oxygenation event which turned the Earth's atmosphere a bajillion years ago. I don't know how many million years ago it was. Yeah, yeah, I don't want want to lie on the podcast. (laughs) Um, But whenever it changed our atmosphere from mostly like CO2 into mostly oxygen, and that is what allowed plants to grow and animals to be animals and literally everything to happen after that. That's a big deal. It Mm -hmm. is a big deal. And there's so many of them, which, which is super cool. And... So the person I'm working under, they're looking at how cyanobacteria would behave if they were on the ISS. So instead of like a 24-hour Like day, the space place? Yes, the International Space Station. Okay. Yes. Um, so instead of like a 24-hour day where you have like 12 hours day, 12 hours night, it like is a 90-minute cycle. So 45 minutes light, 45 minutes dark. So you have 16 days and 24 hours, if my math is right, which it might not be. But... <laughs> Right? So, like, that would mess if you have, like, a regular rhythm in your cell. Like, that's going to mess. That would mess me up for sure. Yeah. I can't. Mm-hmm. 45 naps are going to be tough without <laughs> um, So, we're looking at, like, what kind of gene expression changes happen when you switch their, their day-night cycle into squishing it <laughs> into 90 minutes, basically. So, the reason why you're studying cyanobacteria is because they're very well studied because they've been around forever. Like, what makes them extra special? Um Why can't we just observe that in, like, any bacteria? Well, people are doing it with a bunch of bacteria. But I think what's cool about cyanobacteria is, like, they have a really well-studied circadian rhythm. Oh, okay. And, like, it's a big circadian rhythm lab that I'm working in. Mm. So the ISS thing is, like, a side project that we 
fell into. Like they don't gotcha. usually do space stuff, but the postdoc I'm working under got a NASA fellowship to do that. So that's why we what? are into that. Yeah. Super cool stuff. Wow. Yeah. I like low-key stalked him before <laughs> I came here, which is um so I had it. It's called research. Yes. It technically <laughs> is called research. Um, but I had a NASA internship. Oh man, if he hears this. Um <laughs> I had a NASA internship this summer and like my goal was like, okay, let's see how I can continue doing like mm-hmm. NASA affiliated research and like see what else I can work on and see how my skills yeah. from maybe a mouse lab can apply to things I want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. For sure. You hear that, NASA? Please hire me. Um, <laughs> but I, I looked at everyone who won a grant in the last like five years from NASA because it's all public because it's like government funded. So I was looking at like, okay, what schools are they from? Uh, like who is how long is the funding term all that stuff um, and then I found him and like there's some other people at UCSD doing some some stuff but I found him and then I found his LinkedIn because you know <laughs> that's the next place you look and uh, he does like some some stuff that's like science communication and I'm super into science communication I was like wait this may actually be really cool so I was like super excited to actually like plan it out and be like okay this is like what I want to do what I want to work with and they were like yeah come in I was like okay <laughs> cool <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, did I say what I mean other than tissue culture what my project was no oh <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> well just to say in like a couple words is that I was just focusing on um this arms race or this evolutionary arms race between hosts and viruses and specifically, I was just looking at viral proteases. Um, You're saying a lot of words. I know. I am saying a lot of science words. Proteases. Proteases. Do they cut proteins? They do. So a lot of viruses have their own proteases because they transcribe a big protein, but they can't use it unless mm. they chop it up so it can actually be used to like do virus life cycle stuff. Or Wait, do... so I have a question. Yes. When they translate the one big protein, mm-hmm. is it linearized or has it started the like, you know, how proteins fold in on themselves? Mm-hmm. Like, are they already folded and they get cut where they're supposed to cut? Or it's like one big I think noodle. from what I've learned, it's kind of a one big noodle. And then there's like specific restriction. Oh, and then when it gets cut, they like fold. Yeah. Interesting. Because then they're going to go off and do different things because some of them are like non-structural proteins. Some of them are structural proteins. Mm. I figured if they're... F- I, once again, don't quote me. Because if they're <laughs> folded, I feel like it'd be harder for things to happen, right? Like right. for these proteases to get in there. But there might be some structural... There might be some structural things that... Um, um, like decide where things are going to be cut. So actually, maybe there is some foldage happening. Yeah, but, but is that a folding or is that like a sequence situation? Mm. Well, sometimes it's like... Sometimes you have like secondary structures that can determine... So it's already things. started to fold if there's yeah. a secondary structure. So are you But trying- you can't say like all of them are. Because another thing, like a lot of secondary structures for these proteins, I feel like aren't known or haven't been studied. <gasps> if anyone wants to study that. I see a gap. Um, we love a be. gap in knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know what I call that? A grant. Uh-huh. <laughs> you hear that, NASA? Um, <laughs> wait, so are you trying to figure out where are these proteases cut? Or what's um, your I'm trying hypothesis? to figure out. Ooh, I don't know how deep into the science we can get, right? Break I don't it know. down. You can do this. Well, yeah. it's because like, like science-wise, like information, proprietary information. Oh, oh right, right, right. Be vague. right. Can you be vague? Can I be vague? Okay. What I can say is that these viruses um, are cutting in a place that the host has designed to cause like inflammation and have an immunological response. Mm -hmm. So it's tricking the virus into triggering um, the immune system. Wait, so you're saying the host cell. So whatever cell the virus is getting into has a sequence that looks like the big big noodle protein. Mm -hmm. But it's like actually just... A, a trigger in the, mm-hmm. the real host cell. Mm-hmm. It's like these viruses have brains, huh? You would think. That's that's wild. Um, but why would you want to do that? So, well, I, I guess the host you. is... That's why there's this evolutionary um, mm. arms race, right? Like, it's probably that a long time ago or another species, like, it would cut and it would actually do damage to the host or actually continue, like, benefit the virus. But yeah. now... The host is like, nah, dude, 
Like, <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Yeah, <laughs> you um, on my list. <laughs> but it seems that some some um some viruses are still um able to like evade this immune response. Interesting. And so I'm studying like how how do they know? <gasps> yeah, how do they know? That. How are these viral proteases like? What else are they targeting? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Um, so I guess that's I think I think that's big enough. I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> you won't. So these are the rotations we have been in. Rotation two ends December eighteenth, and then we have a couple of weeks off, and we'll come in in January and start our third rotation. Whee! As we mentioned before, Asama and I will be in the same lab. Yes. Um, I will be kind of co advised by someone in engineering and someone in biology which is super exciting Mm. and that's exactly what I wanted to do I was like kind of scared of getting into engineering things in undergrad because I was like I don't have the background I don't have the math I don't have the physics I don't have blah blah whatever and then I come to UCSD and they're like hey we have this thing that's combining trying to collab between the biology programs and the engineering departments and I was like wait this is really cool. I'm super <laughs> excited to do it. Mm-hmm. Everyone has been super nice recently. So hoping that turns out well. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Do you have to take classes from the engineering? No. Degree? The is thing that- is they want us to be biologists. Oh. Because like they want a different perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Like they want us to take everything we know from biology and be like, okay, this is what we're trying to do. And we'd be like, actually, you can't do that because cells need this, this, and that. Oh. Right? Yeah, I think that's like an intersection. Like science as a whole or biology as a whole, I feel, has become really interdisciplinary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that bridge between like life sciences to engineering is mm-hmm. sometimes lacking. So mm-hmm. I am excited for you to be stepping onto that Wee! bridge. Thank you. Know? you. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm so proud of my friends. Oh, don't do that to me right now. Stop. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I feel like that's we're good on rotations. Mm. We feel fulfilled. Mm. I feel like is the yeah. We're mm-hmm. so lucky though, because yeah. like we do have to caveat that you know sometimes people have to um, schedule their rotation for a later semester mm-hmm. due to like COVID restrictions mm-hmm. or. Now that a lot of people are working from home, they have other responsibilities or duties, so they might not mm-hmm. feel like they could take a student right now. So right. we're really thankful for like all these opportunities, but we also like recognize that a lot of people are trying to make it work. Yeah. So I think too. we also recognize sometimes that labs don't pass the vibe check. Yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah, some people have very different experiences yeah. in rotation, and that's fine. That's mm-hmm. why you vibe check. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we do this. And sometimes your first couple weeks, you're not mm. even sure if there's a vibe. <laughs> you barely see people. And then, you know, ask me again in two weeks. And then I'm like best friends with my lab manager. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And if you are listening to this and you're like, I don't know if I'll be in a lab or I'll be in a program that has rotations. You can definitely check online. A mm-hmm. lot of places and like programs will have their requirements online mm-hmm. that you can look through and see. What's required of first-year students? Do you have to come in under a direct admissions, under a specific professor, or can you hop around like we are? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and with that, let's talk a little bit about classes because… Yeah, what else are we doing this semester? Um, <laughs> I mean, this quarter, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I come from a semester system, Me too. too. It just <laughs> comes out of my mouth so easy. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever… Yeah, no. Semesters? What are those? 16 weeks? Oh. You just have… Two things. Yeah. An optional summer. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. (laughs) So I'm taking three classes. Uh, Yeah. Uh Yeah. You guys are taking three classes too. So Asama and Lanise are in a class that I am not in and I am in a class that they are not in, Mm -hmm. which has been interesting. But then we overlap in two classes. So we do. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm taking stem cell biology or current concepts in stem cell biology. Current, so not old. No, it's like some newer papers, which I think is really cool because the postdoc I'm working in in my rotation lab right now said he took the same class when he was a grad student here. What? And was it different? 
it yeah because I think that the there wasn't as much literature or like there was different kinds of literature like they were still figuring things out mm. but like we have progressed so much in the stem cell field mm-hmm. there's still a lot to learn and a lot of growth to be yeah. done but like mm-hmm. so much has happened in the last like three or four years wow so Amanda's in the stem cell class and then me and Asama are in the bioinformatics class and I think it's been really helpful I, I don't know. know I've heard there's mixed reviews but I love it. At least yeah. I love the instructor. I think he's really, really helpful and really, really empathetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, instead of, you know, making us sit through like four hours of class and lab, like at very specific time, he recognizes that, you know, it's it's hard for people to learn from home or even make time and try to figure out COVID schedule. So we have sort of like a hybrid schedule Mm -hmm. where um, he would post um, videos so we can watch them on our own and also like try to um, work on a project. But also on Friday, he has a YouTube live cast, (laughs) which is always fun um, because you can like live chat the instructor, which is like a luxury these days. But um, last week, um, (laughs) or this week, yeah, um, this is actually cute because it makes me feel like our professors are humans too and yeah. they're dealing with like real problems um i guess he was trying to like draw something for us like to explain a concept but then he said that his kids messed up the ipad <laughs> and then they were like trying to get into the office and they were like screaming and then later we were like oh can you just like put them on the screen so we can say hi to them? <laughs> and that happened and it was really cute it was very cute yeah so i love that they were like hello and he's like okay yeah no kids. and also like away. things that i learned from that class actually helped me a lot during my rotation mm-hmm. where i had to do bioinformatics i felt like i was more confident about like figuring out my own data and mm-hmm. how to work out um my project so it's really helpful yeah and i think the class in itself is really applied in that a lot of the concepts that we learn are for specific kind of techniques that may be used later on in our research. Like mm-hmm. we did some RNA-seq analysis oh, that's fun. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's things that we can maybe actually use eventually once mm-hmm. we start getting into, the, into these like bigger data sets later yeah. on in our, in our research. Mm-hmm. And then the two other classes that we have together are core yeah which stands for concepts on research experience (laughs) (laughs) i thought it just stands for core no it stands for something concept something reasoning no oh maybe it is reasoning i don't know i just always call it i'm checking candy (laughs) i just always call it core so we have core one and then we have core two is there a core three if we're on a quarter system? Oh, no, I think there's just a core core, I think it's just core one, core, core one, core two. So that's our core class. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she made a joke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks for recognizing that. And then we have basically, it's a how to be a grad student class on Tuesdays. Yes. And they call it pizza class because we used to get pizza. Mm-hmm. But now we don't. <laughs> yes. Someone sounds salty. I am. Listen, everyone's like, every time I go somewhere, they're like, oh, usually we do free food for you guys, but you guys aren't going to get any. Not during the pandemic. Not during the pandemic. I'm at home at Zoom. And then it's like kind of weird to just eat on camera. But it's like, I should be eating food right now. Yeah. I was really looking forward to free food at school. Yeah. Just bagels, bro. Mm -hmm. Carbs. Yeah. Maybe it will come back. I looked it up. It's concepts of reasoning and experimentation. Oh, wait, so I wasn't far off. You yeah. were not. I had reasoning. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I, I needed. That's all I needed. Um, Teamwork. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of salty we don't get pizza, but it's okay, I guess. Yeah. One I just, day. I finished my last stem cell class uh-huh. this week, and they were like, oh, usually on the last day we bring pizza to treat you guys. Oh, it's like, why would you say that to me? <laughs> <laughs> why would you say that to me? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd rather have been ignorantly blissful that this is just the end of class, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're not going to give me a, a Grubhub gift card, whatever, <laughs> don't mention it. Mm-hmm. Venmo me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Put that in my Venmo student are... account. <laughs> yeah, <listen. laughs> but yeah, that sucks. I guess 
pizza part of the pizza class that go along with a lot of the like social things outside of class and lab that yeah we don't get now that yeah we're doing a phd in a pandemic mm. i just love saying I that know. that way our choices <laughs> i wonder how other phd first year phd students are doing I have a friend their that just started semester. their PhD at Notre Dame mm. in physics. Mm-hmm. That's so a I different world. That yeah. is a very different world. But um, maybe, maybe we can we can ask him. He used to be on my dance team, mm. so maybe I can I can send him a message and yeah. you can talk to people. Yeah, maybe we should. I mean, I'm sure you know. I'm pointing out Asama for since this is a podcast. <laughs> um, Asama, you probably know uh, other people who just started yeah. PhDs. I did too. Maybe that's, yeah. a, that's a good little question we can all kind of. Yeah, but do they have microphones? Uh, <laughs> but we can ask and just. We're going to have our Zoom audio. How do y'all feel I about don't know. that? Have them send, send like a voice message. LOL. We, <laughs> and we, record, we put it right next to the microphone. <laughs> Call on FaceTime uh, audio. Yes. We can also just have them comment and us like talk. Be like so and so. Yeah, mm. I know. No, maybe we should have it live. It'd be fun. I like. I miss. I miss that friend. So yeah, it'd be good. They they sent me a podcast I might like Aww. this week, which I thought was really cute. And did you send our podcast I know, to we them? Like, what about um, us? in return? Wait, I should have done that. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if they listened or not. I you mean, missed out on the what? shameless plug. I oh, I I stay plugging our podcast. <laughs> I be in Zoom chats like um. Anyway, so there's this podcast <laughs> um, on all streaming platforms. You can follow them at Triple Goods Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Da 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 da. You know, um, I love a little spiel, a whole little thing. Yeah, we, me and Asama were um, on a grad student panel for one of the organizations here at UCSD on Zoom, and I definitely said, "Oh, Asama's podcast." <laughs> It's available on all streaming oh platforms. I didn't want to be like, seemed so. <laughs> no, but then luckily, um, a few people follow you on Twitter. Oh, and they so were like, it, yeah. this is Amanda's uh, podcast too. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, I re- still can't get over like how supportive people are. Yeah. Of even like our first 16 minute mm, episode. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Shout out to the UCSD Division of Biosciences. Yes. Like definitely all the faculty members have gone hard for us. I know. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to see. Yeah. Also, what's it like to have faculty who know how to tweet? Like, <laughs> that's a different world. Some of these faculty have bigger followings than I do. <laughs> Wait, I want to know who. What do you mean? Holst. Holmes has more followers than me. Say, oh, I know. oh, he does. I'll get there. I'm only like 300 <laughs> behind him. Ooh, oh, I okay. am. Yes, Amanda, use your fame to promote. Listen, <laughs> I, I think, I think I tweeted about this. I was like, y'all, thank you for like supporting us because yeah. it really shows me that um, UCSD was the place I yeah. wanted to be. Right. This is a, a wonderful place. Yes. Mm-hmm. So far. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not put bad vibes into that. No, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying we've been here for 10, yes. 14 weeks, however you want to start it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So I don't want to be like, yeah, whatever. And it'd be kind of weird. But like, um, no, I love it here. I love San Diego. I send pictures of my friends to my friends of me at the beach. I'm like, hey, just a reminder. This could be you. <laughs> but y'all playing. That's how you recruit. In December. In December, I'm at the beach. I went to the beach today. to finish my fellowship apps did i finish it no maybe for (laughs) recruitment we should just like tell applicants about all our listen i am on the recruitment committee (laughs) you know what you should do is have someone just sit at zoom and just be like oh this isn't a virtual background (laughs) like we're just at the beach right now at the glider port but internet connection oh my ipad has cell service oh wow she said money (laughs) 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 we tried to get funded (laughs) yeah no but honestly getting cell service on your ipad is the best decision because then you can do your work anywhere and it's not like oh i need to be at a coffee shop because wi-fi it's like oh i can read my papers at the beach yeah not that coffee shops are open right because they're not open right now and they shouldn't be no nope but the beach is open Mm -hmm. for better or for worse i try to stay away from people yes but the good thing is, like, there are so many beaches in That's true. San Diego. Like, not everyone is going to the same one. To like mm-hmm. the downtown one. And generally, people respect your space. 
I think it depends where you are. Because if you're, like, by the ocean, like, the ocean ocean, there's people that, like, run up the coast. Mm, yeah. And they usually aren't wearing a mask. And they'll just run right in between y'all. Yeah. The surfers, too, will walk right by you if you're mm, close to, yeah. like, wherever they come in and out. And they have no masks on. And they're obviously talking to all these other surfers. Yep. Yeah. So. Listen. Wear your mask. And let's all remember, it goes over your nose. It is not a chin strap. <laughs> not Thank a chin you. strap. Not your earrings. Not your earrings. That's a good one. <laughs> Say hoops 2020. <laughs> stay stay safe out there, y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's round out our episode. Let's do some observations. Let's run some stats on our data. What are we looking at this week? Okay, so the question we're asking this week is, how many PhD students in our study have completed schoolwork at the beach? Amanda? Um, Oh, let me <laughs> I do be reading papers on the beach. So, yes, I have. I also have gone to the beach to do some schoolwork. Wow. I actually haven't because I'm not sure about getting sand on my keyboard. But now that you mentioned about the iPad, I might start doing that. Yeah, I do worry about the iPad, though. Still with the sand, <laughs> like the case. <laughs> but listen, the, the yeah. today I went to the beach and I stayed in my car because mm. I was tired of these people with their chin-strapped masks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I just popped the, I have a little hatchback. I popped the hatchback, reversed into a parking spot, mm-hmm. and just sat and looked at the water. It's so smart. Yeah. It's basically a big chair. It is a big chair. Your car is a big chair. <laughs> there it, is a big chair on campus. Very big digression. But anyways. <laughs> what? Wait, what big chair are you There's talking There's like about? a big red chair. Like a huge red chair. Where? Like an Adirondack chair? I don't know, but it's on campus. Have you seen it with your own eyes? I've seen a photo of it. Okay, so you haven't seen it with your own eyes. So it does exist. Oh, okay. But I have seen those things at like a pumpkin patch or like a No, but it's bigger. It's huge. (gasps) I've seen Fort Lauderdale had like a big chair in downtown and people would like climb in it. Yeah, I've seen one in Boston too, actually. Where you can like Like near Newbury. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, big digression. Um, <laughs> our study. Yes, our study. So 66.6666% of PhD students in our study have completed schoolwork at the beach. Again, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at triplekitspod. And if you have a story about your first quarter or semester that you would like to share with us, feel free to email us at triplekitspod at gmail.com and you might just hear it on the show. And with that, Obrigada. Ciao. Gracias y adiós. Kabunka. Bye.